Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sky 5 above a crash involving a Raleigh police officer. What we're learning about what happened and about a shooting just miles away. Dueling gun bills discussed today. One that would make it easier for people to carry a gun in most places, like schools and churches, and four others that would tighten restrictions. Then, how a librarian saved the life of a man found unconscious in a Wilson County public library. The wind is blowing and it's bringing the cold air with it. How long the snap back to cooler days will last. We begin tonight at 7 o'clock following some breaking news. Wake County deputies searching for a missing 11-year-old girl right now. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. There's her picture on the screen now. Jillian Hines is her name. She was last seen this afternoon near Leesville High School. Let's get straight over to Chris Lovingood in the WRL, Severe, in the WRL Live Center. Rather, Chris, what do we know? Well, I'll tell you what, Dan, as we continue to look at this, she was seen on O'Neill Road near Leesville High School for talking about being specific here. But I want to show her image one more time here in the Live Center. Again, this is 11-year-old Jillian Hines. Investigators say that she was, again, seen near Leesville High School, last seen wearing a gray soccer uniform with black shorts. She may have a navy and gray hoodie and roller skates. If you know where she is, if you've seen her at all, I put that number right there towards the bottom. Call the sheriff's office at 919-856-6911. I have also shared this on my Facebook page. You are welcome to share that as well. Let's try to make sure we get this information out there so we can find this 11-year-old. Uh, you said it, Chris. Thank you. And, of course, we'll continue to ask for information to get to the bottom of, of what is really happening here while we're looking for this young girl. But please, anybody share that information tonight if you can. Raleigh police confirming that street racing led to a deadly three-car crash that closed Atlantic Avenue this morning. That crash happening just inside the Beltline near Six Forks Road around 4.30 this morning. 33-year-old William Ortiz was killed. A woman and a child were also hurt. Police say Ortiz was driving a Mercedes and racing a Chevy Camaro before losing control, veering into oncoming traffic, and hitting an SUV head-on. The driver of the Camaro took off. Today's pollen count was record-breaking. Experts say it's the earliest we have seen the pollen count this high in at least 20 years. The other big headline when it comes to weather is we're tracking some big changes with temperatures already starting to fall a bit tonight. Maybe you noticed it outside. Meteorologist Kat Campbell in the WRL Severe Weather Center with how low these temperatures are going to drop tonight, Kat. They're really going to tumble. We expect 30s by daybreak tomorrow morning. Grab your jackets again after seeing temperatures about 15 degrees above normal in the mid-70s. Even 80 in spots today. It's going to be a sharp difference as you head out the door tomorrow morning. Even colder temperatures are on the way this week, though, and this could present the threat of a frost or even a light freeze. Thursday morning is the timeline for that threat. 31, the forecast low in Roxborough, 32 in South Hill, mid-30s here in the Triangle, and 36 degrees in Fayetteville. Over the next three days, high temperatures hovering right around 60 tomorrow and Thursday, but by Friday, really a much different look and feel. We lose the sunshine. We've got rain back in the forecast with temperatures only near 50. The good news is 
surface that should help some with the pollen. I'm tracking our next round of rain coming up, Dan. Yeah, that pollen's getting people today. Kat, thank you. Leaders in the state's largest school district met tonight to tackle an ongoing bus driver shortage, prompting some mad scrambles to find rides to and from school. Wake County Schools is hundreds of drivers short from being fully staffed as its driver vacancy rates worsen. Part of the shortage is exacerbated when employees are absent for any reason. If people are sick, it gets worse. The, the board will review potential attendance bonuses for employees during a meeting March 21st. Another breaking news story we're following. A Raleigh officer involved in a crash on Trawick Road tonight. No one seriously hurt, fortunately. Sky 5 over the scene, as you can see here, which showed heavy front-end damage to that cruiser. Police say the officer crashed into another car on a way to a shooting that happened at a pawn shop. This is a look at that scene on New Bern Avenue, the pawn shop story. Uh, authorities say a man was seriously hurt in a shooting there near National Pawn. They say a man is ex the, the man is expected to survive. Right now, no one is in custody. There have been seven mass shootings in North Carolina this year alone, and that's one of the reasons gun safety was a big focus at the legislature today for Democrats. Taking a live look now, where on the other hand, the GOP-led Judiciary Committee, they passed a bill that would loosen gun restrictions. WRAL's Chelsea Donovan explains. <laughs> Last night at the State of the State address, Governor Cooper addressed how death by gunfire has surpassed car crashes as the number one cause of injury deaths for children. Today, Democrats introduced ways to combat that. 45,222 people died from firearm violence last year. Half of the deaths were suicide. One of those victims, Mary Marshall, Rob Steele's fiance. She just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Four others died in the Headingham mass shooting last October. We saw firsthand the damage that can be done when the wrong people have access to firearms. Today, Steele told Democratic leaders at the General Assembly that he red flagged himself that night. If I had had my gun, I might have made a dumb decision. And this happens all the time. This would allow a judge to hear evidence from someone who can testify that someone they know is having a mental health issue or is violent or is at risk of suicide. Representative Marsha Mori, who represents Durham, spoke on House Bill 281, the red flag law that would temporarily restrict a person's access to a gun if they are a danger to themselves or others. For two decades, I had to tell a mother how her son, how their father, how their loved one died because of gun violence. Three other bills were introduced designed to reduce gun violence deaths across the state. Just this year, North Carolina has had seven mass shootings. One of those bills, known as the Gun Violence Prevention Act, would require authorization in a waiting period to purchase an assault weapon or a long gun. Meanwhile, the Republican-led House Judiciary Committee met this afternoon and passed a bill that would make it easier for people to buy guns and carry concealed weapons into more places like schools and churches. The motion is adopted and the committee meeting is adjourned. That bill would also allow people to buy pistols without a background check. Chelsea Donovan, WRAL News, Raleigh. Let's take a live look over North Hills right now. Those are cranes in the background. That's 
kind of, uh, uh, people are used to seeing those when we take this shot here. But we can tell you the skyline in that area will stay the same for now. That's because a major developer pulled plans to rezone 11 acres of land there that would have allowed for taller towers, up to 37 stories along Six Forks Road. WRL's Matt Tallhelm explains what we've learned now about this new move by Kane Realty. City Council is meeting in here tonight. That rezoning of North Hills is still on their agenda, but we've learned Kane Realty is pulling it after more than a year and a half of back and forth with the city and neighbors. WRL obtained an email from Kane's attorney to the city withdrawing the rezoning. It doesn't give a reason, and Kane did not respond to our questions by phone and email today. The developer faced more of an uphill battle to win support from City Council compared to when this rezoning case started in 2021. Four new council Councilors, including Mary Black, who represents North Hills, are taking a slower approach to growth than the previous council. I think we have a, a little bit of different perspectives on the type of growth and development we want to see in District A. So it really focused in on like community concerns, concerns around affordability, concerns around infrastructure. And, you know, I don't think a lot of the councilors were really ready in a place to approve it today. The president of the Midtown Citizens Advisory Council calls this a win for the community. The city rules require Kane to wait two years to submit any new rezoning requests for North Hills unless council grants a waiver. Matt Tallhelm, WRL News, Raleigh. Let's stay on the topic of development for a second. There, there's an update now on a big road project at the intersection of Blue Ridge Road and Hillsborough Street in Raleigh. In the most recent change we're learning, work on that new bridge will take place overnight Wednesday. We've been talking about this for a few days. Weather conditions actually forced the DOT to delay the project that was supposed to start Monday. The plan is to make Blue Ridge Road pass underneath Hillsborough Street, the railroad tracks, and Barrel Road. The DOT says the goal is to make that intersection safer for people attending events in the area. Hundreds more jobs are on the way to the Tar Heel State and coming up the company behind that expansion and what the deal means for North Carolina as a whole. Plus, a librarian in Wilson jumps into action to save a man's life. How this box helped her do it and the message she has for the community. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Eight North Carolinians die each day from fentanyl poisoning. More than 13,300 died from the drug between 2013 and November of 2022. Now, a first step forward for a Republican-led bill that would increase penalties for some drug laws. Today, the legislation passed a Senate committee WRL's investigative data journalist, Ali Ingersoll, discusses the proposed changes. More than three dozen people per every 100,000 in the state died in 2021 from drug overdoses, data shows. The numbers for 2022 aren't finalized yet, but they're trending even higher. In Robinson County, the rate is more than three times the state's. That's where Leslie Maynard Locklear lives. Within a span of nine months, I lost my purpose as a mother. Both of her boys died after battling substance use disorder. Today, Locklear was among many sharing their stories about how the crisis has affected them. In all, more than 4,000 people from North Carolina died from overdoses last year, data shows. Robinson County, the area affected most in North Carolina, is also State Senator Danny Britt's district. 
Seeing the crisis so close to home is why he's one of the sponsors of this bill. It would increase the punishment for death by distribution cases, those convicted of selling fentanyl to someone who overdoses and dies, making it a Class B2 felony, which holds a sentence of decades in prison. Enhancing prosecution for drug charges is something harm reductionists say is the wrong approach to take when combating the crisis. We have been trying to fight the war on drugs through prosecution and enhanced prosecution and enhanced sentencing and piling that on for so long, and it's not working. Carol, the lawmakers and families agree on one thing. Something has to be done to combat this crisis so we don't continue losing thousands of people every year to overdoses. One life is one too many. And 2022, two lives were my sons. For WRL News, Ellie Ingersoll, Raleigh. The bill could be on the Senate floor as early as tomorrow or Thursday. You're likely familiar with the lines, you have the right to remain silent and the speech that follows. But do you know the history of your Miranda rights? Today, Fayetteville Technical Community College hosted Making Noise About Silence in an effort to educate people about events that led to the establishment of the Miranda rights. A panel of law, of local, legal, and law enforcement experts shared their thoughts and answered a few questions. And that's what the Supreme Court wanted to do. They wanted to make it clear to everybody that they would have this right if they were arrested. The seminar broke down the landmark Supreme Court decision handed down in Miranda versus Arizona. It also included a short film detailing the arrest and interrogation of Ernesto Miranda. A librarian in our area saved a man's life. He was overdosing at the Wilson County Library when she administered the drug Narcan, reviving the man until police and medics could arrive. Today, the librarian shows WRL's Keenan Willard how she was able to jump into action. It was a split-second decision. Genevieve Bailey saw the warning signs and realized she needed this. She says without her Narcan training, this situation could have ended much differently. A day like any other at the Wilson County Library, Genevieve Bailey was working when she heard a call for help. I ran up to here to assist to thinking probably heart or something, because that tends to be what we see as hearts or seizures or things like that. A man had fallen out of his chair to the floor. Bailey says his breathing was shallow, his eyes rolling back in his head. The gentleman who was with him said, I think he's having an overdose. And as soon as he said that, I recognized the signs. She asked someone to bring her the library's Narcan. Since December 2021, Wilson County had trained its library staff to use the drug, which can instantly reverse an opioid overdose. Just inserted the it in his nose and injected it, and uh, his, his breathing was very rough, and it started stabilizing. Bailey says the man began to recover just as medics arrived. She says she's grateful for the role she played and the training that made it possible. The fact that we were prepared, that that program was out there to prepare us for this situation, to be able to step in and save a life. Bailey says she'd recommend that training to anyone, now knowing it can do no harm, only help. If you guess wrong, if they're a child, it's completely harmless. The only thing it does is if they are having an overdose, it brings them out of that. Keenan Willard, WRL News, Wilson. 
Siemens Mobility is expanding its footprint in our state, building a railroad car manufacturing facility in Lexington and creating hundreds of jobs in the process. Today, Governor Roy Cooper announced the agreement with the global company. Siemens' new facility will mean more than 500 new jobs over a five-year period starting in 2024. Minimum wage will be more than fifth, the minimum wages there rather, will be more than $51,000. They will also invest more than $200 million in the facility. This deal involves millions in local and state tax incentives. The ACC tournament action kicked off today, but the journey for our teams begins tomorrow. That's when both NC State and UNC are set to play. Don't miss our coverage from the historic Greensboro Coliseum. It begins tomorrow afternoon right here on WRAL. Duke is set to play Thursday, just in time for Durham to take the top spot in the best city in the nation for college hoops poll. That was according to WalletHub. They released its March Madness stats and facts report, and the findings are based on different metrics like the number of teams per city, winning percentage, and stadium capacity. Durham comes in at number one, followed by Lawrence, Kansas. Meteorologist Kat Campbell joining us now. We've had some warm weather. The wind was really blowing today. I think that was contributing to all that pollen getting blown up my nose and making my eyes water. I know it lifts it all up into the air and then it blows it right into your face. Gotta love this time of year in North Carolina. Our pollen count today was really significant. This is the highest pollen count we have ever seen this early in the season. We were over a thousand for the pollen count this afternoon. Most of that mulberry pine pine pollens the yellow stuff you see everywhere. Oak pollen and maple pollen. But I know a lot of folks are sensitive to other types of tree pollen as well. There was some sweet gum showing up in the sample, so just keep taking those allergy medicines. The winds lightening up a little bit tonight. We still have had some gusts around 25 to 30 miles per hour. Steady wind right now around 10 to 20 miles per hour up in Roxborough. We will see our winds lightening up a little bit tonight, but tomorrow should be a fairly breezy day. Not quite as windy as it was today, but we keep in that chilly north wind tomorrow with high pressure to our west, a wind out of the north, all of our cold air originating from up north, making its way into North Carolina. 59 the high tomorrow. It is mostly sunny, and that number is actually really close to normal for this time of year. Near normal temperatures on Thursday, partly cloudy, dry weather expected Thursday. Day, but high pressure begins to back off Thursday evening and Thursday night, and that's going to open the door for our next weather maker to move in on Friday. This looks like it's going to be some scattered light rain possible Friday. I encourage you to remember this is a lower resolution model. It doesn't look like this is going to be a soaking rain for us, more of an overcast with some on and off light rain that could kind of wash the pollen around a little bit, but not that soaker that we really need to bust the pollen. It looks like it's also going to be quite chilly, 50 degrees, but should help a little bit with the pollen, at least get it out of the air for us. In Wilson, it is a windy night out at the Whirligig Park. Beautiful evening out there. Temperatures remain comfortable at this hour, but as we get toward 10, 11 o'clock, temperatures closer to 50 degrees. And by early tomorrow morning, you're really going to notice we've got a new air mass here, and it's going to be sticking around for some time. The afternoon should be pretty comfortable, but chilly in the mornings and the evenings. By Friday, the chilly air with us all day with that chance for rain. Saturday does look like 
like the drier day of the weekend right now. Sunday, we're watching for another potential round of rain late into early Monday. Still a lot of uncertainty with that round, so I wouldn't lock in your weekend plans just yet. Keep checking back in for updates. Don't forget that we spring forward Saturday night into Sunday morning. You're going to lose the hour of sleep, but Sunday sunset will be after 7 o'clock. Dan. A good exchange. Who needs sleep? Thanks, Kat. Still ahead, we're going to be learning who will fill the streets of downtown with bluegrass this fall. We'll also explain when you can get tickets to IMBA Bluegrass Live coming up next. I'm Chris Lovingood in the WRL Live Center with a very positive outcome after investigators say they have found 11-year-old Jillian Hines. She was the one who went missing near Leesville High Road. We know that she was found safely located just a few miles away from O'Neill Road where she was last seen around 355. But again, Jillian Hines, 11-year-old, found in Wake County. That's the ending we want to have for a story like this. You bet. Great news there. I'm sure a lot of relieved people out there, parents. Getting that news tonight. Thanks, Chris. A new high school in uh, in Durham at American Tobacco, giving some students there as young as 14 a chance to actually join the workforce. Crystal Ray opened in 2021, and students spend four days on campus there, and then one day at a business like Cisco or Lenovo. There, they will work in marketing, HR, they do coding, tech support, a lot more. Amy, for instance, a 10th grade student, works at research at BioVentus on their marketing team. I like the community and the fact that it's small and the relationship that you can have with your teachers because in public high schools, you know, you don't have that type of connection because the classrooms are so big and here you can have like relationships with your teachers and help with stuff. What an experience, so, so young. The companies, they pay half the students' tuition too, which is $70 per month. To hear more, if you're interested in this and what the students do with this program, visit WRL.com, you can find more on there. We're celebrating NC State's birthday today. The school is turning 136 years young, let's say. NC State University was founded on this day back in 1887. Happy birthday to the Wolfpack. Today, IMBA Bluegrass Live, uh, they, the organizers there, they announced this fall's artist lineup and when you can get tickets. The festival returns to Red Hat Amphitheater on September 29th and 30th, featuring performances by Del McCory Band and the Poe Ramblin' Boys. Tickets are available to IBMA members. That starts next Tuesday. They're available to everyone else on March 28th. WREL is a proud sponsor. And you can join WRAL as we celebrate and support our amazing local arts community during the third annual Big Night In for the Arts. The event features performances by Tony Award winner Beth Level, fusion folk artists Larry and Joe, social media dance superstars Costin Mayer, plus live performances from Grammy-nominated country artist Reese Palmer. You can watch, donate also, and just celebrate the arts in our area. It's Thursday at 7 o'clock right here on WRAL or wherever you stream WRAL. Thanks for being with us tonight at 7. We'll see you at 10 on Fox and 11 right back here. Keep watching WRAL News over the air channel 34 and Spectrum channel 1257. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.